Hi guys, welcome back to 20 fucking something. It's me, your girl, your host, Michaela, coming at you with another hot and spicy topic episode about experiences in our 20s. So, um, yeah, just like grab your favorite food or like whatever the fuck you do while you're listening to that shit. I don't know. Um, no one ever tells me what they do. Um, I think my sister said she listened to it like on her drive home. Um, some people say they listen to it. Most people say they listen to it while they're driving. Um, so my voice soothes you while you're having a little bit of road rage keep listening um i wish i knew what today's episode's about i wish i did and but we will see okay before i jump into this episode i just want to say ah the whole fucking time i was like sorry guys i'm hitting the mic i'm hitting the mic and guess fucking what the mic wasn't even fucking plugged in the mic wasn't fucking plugged in so the episode that you are about to listen after i replay the intro music is going to be shitty going to be shitty going to be fucking shitty because i'm recording it on my laptop because i thought my mic was plugged in because after the intro my computer died so i had to move it and i unplugged my mic and i never plugged it back in so the whole time i was fucking talking to a mic that wasn't even plugged in um i'm so sorry please don't unsubscribe to me To 25 and something. I already did the intro, so you know what this is. You know what the motherfucking deal is. Um, I've been going through some weird shit recently, and it's like been kind of like off-putting. So I haven't really been able to like sit down and record an episode because my thoughts haven't been all there. And honestly, I've just been like stressed out in general. So I'm just gonna do like a quick little update with where I'm at and what I'm doing with my life. Um, so I. I want to be careful what I say on here as well because I realize, you know, the internet is forever. Um, I could delete these episodes, but there might be somebody in their mom's basement right now recording my voice. I pray to God not, and I don't even pray to God. Um, but yeah, so my voice might be out there, something connected to me, but I genuinely do not like where I am right now. I do not like my life. I do not like my job. Um, so yeah, this it's okay so i had plans on buying a new house however i feel like my realtor kind of fucked me over so i'm kind of just taking a step back because like that just left a really bad taste in my mouth realizing that technically my whole like my whole future and my whole financial gain is based off of this one person and how well of a deal they can get me or if they're willing to fight for me and just everything like that. Like my last realtor was willing to fight for me. However, I realized that a lot of the stuff she was asking for, I didn't question because I didn't knew nothing about buying a house. And now the realtor that I work with now is like, oh yeah, and that stuff was like, right. So I feel very weird about the whole thing. so I decided to take a step back from that, which is very draining to me because, like, the house that I'm currently in just has a lot of, like, I don't know what the word is. Um, it has a lot of, the fuck, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I just feel so, I don't know. It's, it's a light and bright and airy place. However, I feel like a lot of shit has happened here and I'm just ready to move on. I'm ready to move on, um... And so I'm really just trying to like plan out my stuff because um, I talked about this in my episode with my sister. We grew up with not a lot. We didn't grow up with money. So now that we have money, we, sh- we cherish it a lot. And I find myself choosing money over my mental health constantly. And 
if you guys don't know, I'm house hacking my house right now, so technically I don't have to pay anything to live in it, which is really nice because then I can work towards paying off my student loans, paying off my car, paying off just like a bunch of other shit that I need to pay off, and I can also live my life the way I want to because I decided to be financially smart, um, which sometimes I feel bad because I feel like I'm taking advantage of the whole house hacking thing, but to be honest, like my roommates are getting a steal on their room, and I mean that in like like the most honest way ever i am not a scum lord i would never and that's another reason why i haven't bought another house because like the raises in prices um and i'm gonna have to be charging like 700 per room sharing a bathroom and that's just not me because i know somebody who lives in like a two bedroom one bath living by themselves 700 so this, that's really like not me um and i just i don't know so i've been in greensboro for about going on five years now and I do like Greensboro. I never thought I'd be here this long. I've been at my job for a little over three years now, which is the longest I've ever been at any job. Um, except for my farm job, but that one was like seasonal. So I don't really know if I want to leave because there's so much stability here and I'm a fucking sucker for stability um, especially with all the other emotional shit going on in my life I do need to have that stable income I need to have that stable job I need the stable hours and just I don't know just stuff like that and but at this point it's really compromising my mental health because like I said I want to be careful what I say on here but I'm not really liking my job right now um, so I do see myself moving very soon I think so I'm the type of person that needs a plan, um, I need a plan, and also it gives me a lot of anxiety thinking about moving all my stuff to another state, because if I move, I'm not staying in North Carolina. Moving all my stuff to another state and then realizing I don't like it, but then I realized that I'm fucking young. Um, I'm 24, fucking almost forgot for a second, I'm 24, and I own a house, so I can easily rent out this house and have some type of passive income on the side. Um, so I think I'll, I'll be okay. Like, I will be okay no matter what. My family's still in North Carolina. So, like, if I can't make it over here to see what's wrong with the house, somebody will be here to help with the house. So I think I'm fine. So I, I, excuse me, I still need a lot of planning. I still need to sit down and, like, run the numbers and everything. But I've been looking at places to live that aren't too crazy expensive. Um... So I definitely don't want to move up north just because I can't really do the cold, um, but I think that might be something that I have to do in order to adapt to life, um, is just get used to the cold weather, which I mean, I wanted to move to Oregon and it's and that's up north as well, so I guess um, I'll figure it out, but Oregon's quite expensive as well as California, but I do love the weather in California, but am I willing to like, I just have to adapt to it um and then my boss threw around the idea of possibly opening up another distribution center in cleveland so i started looking into cleveland more in depth because i was like if he opens up a distribution center i'm for sure moving because i like the stability of the job but i don't like the location i don't like the people i work with and honestly like i don't really like greensboro anymore i i've never been like in love with greensboro but i really hate it now and i thought being so close to campus was convenient but now that i've seen so many people that i'm no longer like in contact with i see, every time i leave my fucking house i run into somebody whether it be on the road in the store i've started going to the farthest target and like the farthest like anything 
just so I don't have to see and run into like college students or anything because it's just I don't have any I never left anyone with like on super bad terms that like I'd fight them in public but it's just for my mental sake and my mental health running into somebody who chose not to be my friend or chose not to stay in my life or I chose not to be their friend or I chose not to be in their life um will take a toll on me and honestly it, it's just not worth um having to having that inconvenience in my life so I've decided to go other places and I became very anxious about where I go when I go downtown I'm like looking over my shoulder like I don't like this whole idea of being watched and I'm not saying there's somebody out there with binoculars fucking watching me but like one time I was driving and my sister's friend apparently saw me and she took a picture of me and sent it to my friend or sent it to my sister and I got home my sister showed me and I was like something about that just doesn't sit right with me knowing that somebody saw me and I didn't see them and it I know that probably happens like all the time but it's just annoying when someone texts me and be like hey I saw you with so and so and it's just like why does it matter to you? Who I'm with or what I'm doing um so I do feel as though I need to move to like a new fucking place that I don't know anyone I can like reinvent myself I can have a new name I can pre pre basically pretend I'm fucking somebody else I wouldn't but the thought of reinventing myself is nice and I feel like my chapter has closed in Greensboro so I'm starting like I said to look at other places Cleveland does sound nice it's like rated very nice in safety um and also, it has very, like, low fucking prices. Um, I looked at a house there, and it was fucking insane, fucking beautiful. It was so nice, um, and it was, like, so close to everything. And it was, like, essentially the same price as my house, but with two bathrooms. So, and it was a two-story. So, Ohio's starting to look a little bit nicer, um, so I'm planning... A trip out there and I'm gonna stay out there for a little bit I'll probably drive because it's only like an eight-hour drive and which isn't far at all which isn't fucking far at all um and I'll just you know just live out my life there for a little bit and see if I like it and then come back if I don't um and also I'll probably so here's what I plan to do I plan to go out there and see if I like it see if I vibe oh god what was that? See if I vibe with it, and if I don't vibe with it, then it's fine. On to the next place. Like, I'm still pretty young, even though I'm really itching to get out of Greensboro. I still have a little bit of time. Yeah, it's an inconvenience seeing all these motherfuckers I don't fuck with anymore, but, um, also, it's, it's okay. Like, I'm not willing to uproot my whole life just because some fucking idiot. Uh, okay, let me not. <laughs> just because I see people that I don't like anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I tend to go to certain places, and this is why you never take people to your favorite places, because like when you end friendships with people, you are very scared that you're going to run into them. Like one of my favorite thrift stores I go to all the time, and now I have to like fucking peer around every corner just to make sure that like no one's there, or like circle the parking lot for a bit just to make sure they're not in there. I'm just protecting my motherfucking peace, because for the last three years I have not had any fucking peace, and now I finally have some peace, so here I am just protecting my shit. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go out there, see if I fuck with it. If I fuck with it, then I'm probably, actually, I'm, not probably, I definitely will plan a month, two months stay out there, and that is where I will try to find a house and find a job. And then once I do all that, I'll come back here and I will, um, pack up all my shit and then 
move to Ohio. <laughs> I'm very hopeful that I'll like it over there. I know that the uh, weather is going to be a lot different than North Carolina, which I am sad about, but I guess I'll see how much I hate it. I do have really bad seasonal depression, but overall I think I just have a lot of depression being in the same city as um, where all the fucking shit has happened in the last three years. Like, I can't even explain it to you, but it's been awful. Um, actually, around this time, a few years ago, I was literally going through one of the worst times of my life. Um, and I, I am not being fucking um, dramatic by any means. I thought I was going to die from how shitty I was feeling. Um, I called out of work. I was physically feeling sick. I just didn't really think I was going to come out of the situation alive. Um, and here I am, alive. Uh, and I just want to say that, you know, feelings are temporary. Um, they'll go away. You will move on. A year from now, you're going to be like, wow, like, I never expected that to happen. And then um, you're like, wow, I never expected that to hurt you or to hurt me as much. I, it's just, it's... I wish I had a better way of explaining it without putting too much emphasis on the situation that happened because honestly I'm over it and I'm, I'm just tired of talking about it. So, but that situation left me very heartbroken and very skeptical of anyone I've ever met. Um, I ended up mending bridges with uh, the situation itself with some of the people, with some not with some of the people. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, I wish the best for everyone. Mm, let me pause for a second. <laughs> so I do wish well to everyone. However, I do hope that some people understand um, how their actions affect other people. And I don't think anyone, um, I, I think some people just don't have to ever deal with the consequences because they don't have feelings themselves, which kind of sucks because I do feel bad for people who don't have feelings because they don't genuinely ever get to feel anything. Um, but yeah, so I think that me moving out of the city that has related so much to that situation will help me a lot um, because I do run into people a lot and no matter who I meet on the internet or anything, they always are somehow connected to those people. So yeah, um, I think that also has a lot to do with my friendship group here. I don't really have a lot of friends and um, I was with somebody um, a few years ago and they they were actually like a mutual friend of my friend so like when me and that person like kind of split on bad terms I lost a lot of my friends because they sided with them because they were friends longer and um I did lose a lot of my friends not only did I lose a lot of my friends I lost a lot of my dignity um I forgot my name I forgot my personality traits I forgot um myself as a character because I was painted as something who was absolutely horrible and terrible and crazy and insane and um so those people knew me as something I wasn't um they knew me two years before I started any type of relationship with somebody and then as soon as the relationship ended they're like well um yeah fuck the Michaela I knew what you're telling me sounds right and that just really sucks because there are going to be some people out there who talk bad about you who know nothing about you. Um, there are going to be some people out there that you will explain yourself to and they will still talk bad about you. Um, but overall, I think it's just a learning experience knowing I wish you could 
have certain glasses to see who's fucking fake and who's not fake, but in reality, you're not going to be able to. So I do have my red flag detectors on all the time, but unfortunately in the 21st century, it's very, very hard to detect red flags because a lot of people are narcissists um, or psychopaths, and you may never know if they're actually crazy um, or not. So, yeah. I... Like I said, I just think my period of life is over, um, and I've stayed because of the comfortability, but I realize that being comfortable has allowed me to hurt. Um, it's like I'm sitting in a barbed wire chair, and the more I move, the more I hurt, so I just decide to stay. So I, I still hurt, but I hurt less than detaching myself from the barbed wire. And I realize that it's going to hurt initially, but every day I don't have to feel barbed wire in my, in my ass or in my back. So that's kind of where I am. Um, I, I do feel pretty confident about my choice and leaving. Um, my work hasn't been going my way lately, and I think all signs are just kind of pointing to um, me leaving. I, um, I read my own tarot cards when I, like, start to freak out or whatever. Um, so I... Uh, I feel pretty good about the cards because I come from a pretty long line of witches on my dad's side, which is a whole nother story. I might make a podcast about that. I might not because a lot of people don't understand and some people do. Um, if you're part of the Hispanic culture, you know, if you know, you know. Um, so, excuse me. I keep burping. Oh my God. I made some pico de gallo and it's so good, but like I keep burping. I'm like indigestion now. But I read my tarot cards and they basically said that um, I took a screenshot of them. Let me see if I can find it. But it, I ba it basically just said that uh, I was going to, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Oh, it says it represents fear of commitment. Okay, so, um, oh, maybe that's not the one. Actually, yeah, it is. Uh, oh, sometimes you do not even realize how much you need this change of pace before you soak in that breath of fresh air. So, I think that, I mean, people can interpret things differently, but I believe that, um, I need to leave, get a taste of life outside of Greensboro, and see how I feel about it, and then I'll realize that life is so much better, because like right now, like I said, I'm sitting in this motherfucking barbed wire chair, and it hurts to move, but I know the other side is greener. They say the grass isn't greener on the other side, but in this case, I definitely feel like the grass is shit ton cleaner and prettier, and the air is just not full of toxicity, and this house... I don't care what anyone says, everything carries trauma. Clothes carry trauma, hair carries trauma, I don't fucking cut my hair and change my hair 24-7 just like, just because I'm gay, because I know gay bitches do that all the time, but like, no, I cut my hair and change my hair 24-7 because like, hair carries trauma. Hair carries trauma. And not only do I feel physically lighter when I cut my hair, I feel like emotionally lighter when I when I cut my hair because like that trauma is literally shutting off me your hair picks up on your motherfucking emotions um 
and I just, I just, I don't know. So, um, the walls of my house carry trauma that just in general, the house carries trauma. I'm constantly cleaning the house to try to scrub away the trauma, but that's very hard. Um, and I just, I don't like clothes definitely carry trauma because like you put on a shirt, scent carries trauma, everything carries trauma. Like a lot of it's emotional, um, emotional trauma. So like you put on a shirt and you remember the time that you were in. Yeah. You, you experience the trauma again and like flashbacks and all that. But excuse me, I have to sneeze. <coughs> Jeez, that is my theme. Um, now on the podcast, I'm just going to sneeze every episode. Because I did get a cat, and I'm very allergic to cats, which is fun. Um, he's great. He's motherfucking great, though. Um, he is kind of another... Um, let me... Okay, let me finish what I'm saying, and then I'll talk about my cat. Um, but it does carry trauma. So I have been cleaning my house lately. I have been making, like, minor changes. Like, my front door is yellow, and um, if you know me... And you knew me when I bought this house. You know that the Zillow page literally said, say yellow to your new house because the front door is like yellow. And I thought it was so unique. And I eventually wanted to paint it because I fucking hate the color yellow. Um, But then I really, really wanted to paint it after I found out that the characteristic of the people who did my home um, is painting their doors yellow. And the insides almost look similar because I went into a house that they also redid and it looked just like my house and then I realized that my house just fucking looks basic as shit so I am repainting it and hopefully that just just like walking into a different color door every day will honestly just make me feel better and um I know that's silly to say but I just I just think that changing the rooms of my house and making it a place where a sad Michaela never walked in is going gonna be nice and Eventually, I'll move somewhere else, and it'll be a place where these negative people in my life have never entered, which is so fucking beautiful to me. I remember when I went through, like, my first real breakup, and this is, like, a long-ass time ago, and I was fucking going through it, man. Not It was so weird because I was so emotionally detached from that relationship. I think it was just the fact that I cannot want you, but you can't not want me. Um, that's my negative tray of thinking. But anyways, um, I was so upset and I read something on Instagram that was like, your body sheds all your skin in like seven years. So in seven years, he'll have a body that you never, he never touched. You'll have a body that he'll never touch. He, he has, oh fuck. Okay. You'll have a body he has never touched. And honestly, that is so beautiful to me. Um, I think it's been like, hold on, junior, senior, okay, so we got two more years and this bitch has never fucking touched my body, and it's just crazy that, like, there's, like, I've gone through so many different versions of me from that first breakup that he would not even recognize me anymore. Um, we got in touch for, like, the first time ever a few months ago, um, and we, like, catched up and everything, and it wasn't... It was, it was like, because we were like high school sweethearts. Like, we really cared about each other. We were infatuated with each other to an extreme. And then when we got to college and we became completely different people, we were just like, yeah, this isn't going to work anymore. And we started resenting each other, mostly because I had really bad separation anxiety. I don't know why. 
I don't know. I had separation anxiety. I developed separation anxiety when I was like, I'm a very independent motherfucker. So for me to develop separation anxiety was very weird. Um, but homeboy was like, you know what? I'm going to frat it up somewhere else. And I'm like, who are you? And he was like, who are you? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's just, let's cut this off. And we did. Um, and we didn't talk for like literal years. I, I see him on him. Do not fucking go to the same college as your high school boyfriend. I, please, I'm begging you, don't go to the college as your high school boyfriend. Because I we had applied for a college together. We had applied for the college. Um, UNCC, shout out to UNCC for not letting me in. That broke my motherfucking heart. That was my first real heartbreak. Um, I didn't get in because I was dumb and I decided to apply to the architecture school as a freshman instead of or declaring my major after. So when the architecture school denied me, they were like, yeah, the, also the university denies you. The university accepted my boyfriend at the time. Um, so I was like, fuck it. We're going to apply to UNCG. Um, that's where my sister went. So my sister was like, okay, we're applying. I didn't even know they had an architecture program. Got in to UNCG, got into the architecture program. And I was just like, okay, never gonna see my boyfriend again. Peace. And surely it's not that far away. So I was like, I'll come see you on the weekend. He was like, actually, I applied to UNCG and I got in. And I was like, no, you didn't. Curtis, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, don't do that because like a month in, it was awful. It was terrible. Um, I was low-key hiding from him on campus because I'm like, bitch, let me breathe. And then he finally gave me some breathing room and he gave me breathing room forever. <laughs> we didn't talk for like years. And I would see him on campus and it fucking sucked because he was literally everywhere. Everywhere. And he was like the president of, I'm not going to say the name on here because he doesn't, he doesn't deserve the free clout, but he was the president of uh, Ethnicity Club, I guess, whatever. And yeah, so I saw that bitch fucking everywhere, and he shared a cubicle with like the Spanish speaking Ethnicity Club. So it was a lot. Um, I saw Homeboy too much, um, and yeah. So that happened, and it was, it was, yeah, okay, but we got in touch again, and it was fine, like, we caught up and everything, we asked each other questions, we're like, did you finish Grey's Anatomy, because we started watching Grey's Anatomy together, he never finished it, and I did, um, it took me a while to finish it, like, six months after we broke up, I was like, fuck it, you know what, fuck this boy, this is, like, this is my show, this is my jam, and I started rewatching it again, um, after, like, four years after the breakup, and it, it's, it's weird, because all the feelings come back, even though I'm 100% completely over that one. Um, I say that one because there's a lot of other unresolved shit that you you think that you're over and then they hit you up and you're like, you know what, let's go out for coffee. Um, but not here. No, we do not take exes back on 20 fucking something. If you listen to 20 fucking something, you don't take your ex back. Period. Okay, anyways. Um, but yeah, we hit each other up and I was like, it's so weird. Like this man knows nothing about me anymore. He like asked me these questions. He's like, did you ever get, did you ever want to get the tattoos you wanted? Did you like, did you do this? Did you do that? And I was like, I've done a lot. I've, you don't even know who I am anymore. Um, I've done a lot and I don't think I missed you. 
at all. Like, I genuinely wanted to know how you were doing because you were a huge part of, like, technically my childhood to adulthood. Like, you, you care about those people. You want to know how they're doing, and you hope that they're doing good in life. Um, but at the same time, you're like, your absence kind of helped me. And that's kind of how I feel right now with myself. Like, if you're absent, if their absence brings you, not not just peace, because they don't have to be a bad person, but if their absence brings you growth, then you know you did the right thing. You can, I know a lot of people who get back together with their exes, like, seven years later. Do I want to do that? Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck no. I literally cannot stress that enough. Fuck no. But I do know that even though some of those people fucked me up and some of those people made me a better person, like, I still am here. Like, I'm still doing the damn thing. And to experience, like... Some of the stuff I've experienced by the age of 24 makes me look at life just, like, a little bit differently. Like, shit happens. Shit happens. And is it upsetting? Oh, my God. My stomach's growling. If you hear that, I'm so sorry. Um, but, you know, stuff happens, and that's okay. And that's why I'm making these plans to, like, move on and leave because I just I just need this. Like, I need something to look forward to because um, I'm no longer the person I was a year ago. I'm no longer the person I was yesterday. Like, I have tried to make new friends. I have tried to bring new people into my life, and it's not working. So I recognize that. I recognize this is not my place. This is not my peace anymore, and I need to leave. So we're at, like, 21 minutes right now, so let me just, like, stop talking about myself for a minute and talk about my new cat. So, uh, I told you I found the cat, right? Um, my cat is low-key. Like, I know you don't have to be, like, a fucking witch to do manifestation, but I will... I preach manifestation constantly. I have gotten everything I've ever wanted in life by manifestation. And I know that might hurt some people's feelings, because so they're like, oh, I'm manifesting. Am I not deserving? And... It's not that you aren't deserving. I just feel like a lot of people just think manifestation is just saying something and leaving it alone. And it kind of is in a sense like you get... It's weird because like affirmations and manifestations go hand in hand, but they also contradict each other because with manifestations, you're supposed to manifest and then put it into the universe and then don't think about it and it'll come to you when you least expect it. But affirmations, you say daily, you speak it into existence, and then it comes to you because you attract what you say daily. So... Yeah, I believe in manifestations, affirmations. I do my daily affirmations. Um, but I manifested a cat when I was a junior in high school. I manifested a cat. I was like, Lord, I know my family's dog people, but I've always wanted a cat. Can you please give me a cat? And I got a cat. A little kitten showed up on my doorstep, and I asked my dad if I can keep it. He said no. So I was like, okay, what the fuck? So a few days later, me and my sister were driving on the road, and we saw the kitten again. So I was like, get out, fucking grab it. And she went to grab it and she was like, Michaela, there's another kitten. And I was like, fucking grab that one too, shit. We're all going home with these motherfucking cats. So she grabbed the cats and we got home, right? And while we had the cats, we were just playing with them and everything. I look into my neighbor's yard, in the corner of my neighbor's yard. And I see this beautiful mama cat just staring at us. And... I think she was a previous house cat, but these they're, her kittens were, like, feral. Like, they knew nothing but the streets. But they were nice enough to let us pick them up because, you know, kittens are pretty good about that. Um, well, depends on the kitten you meet. So, I see the mama cat, and I walk over to her very slowly, let her sniff me, and I picked her up, and I was like, 
this is the cat that I manifested. Fuck those baby kittens. I'm just kidding. Don't fuck them. But you know, they're going to run away. Kittens run away. It's like, fuck those baby kittens. This mama cat is mine. And she was mine. She was mine and she still is mine and she lives at my parents' house. Um, I kind of just left her with them. She is still an outdoor cat, which I feel very controversial now about now. Um, but she's still an outdoor cat and yeah, and she's great. She had another litter and we kept two of them and my sister is one of them. But so I manifested her and it was great. Like she's she's here and I love her. She's like she's literally me honestly. And then I got a cat in college, right? I found a cat in college, like a tiny little kitten, but I decided that kittens were way too much for me and I couldn't do it. So I gave it to my friend who gave it to her boyfriend's mom. But I, my roommate got a cat and unfortunately the cat passed away because of some bullshit that'll leave me traumatized for the rest of my life if I'm being completely fucking honest. But um, after that cat died, I literally just talked to the universe. I was like, if I deserve another cat, it'll show up at my doorstep. I had so many opportunities where I could get up and go get a cat, but I told myself I'm not going to get myself another cat unless it shows up to me because that's how I know it's meant to be mine. Almost a year and a week after my first cat passed away in the most traumatizing way ever that like left me literally changed for the rest of my life. I will be in therapy for the rest of my life because of that. But um, I walk out to go to work and there's this cat laying on my porch and he is beating the fuck up. He looks awful. He looks terrible. His eyes are swollen closed. He's white so he's dirty as fuck. Like he, he it was, it was bad. Brought him inside for a day and then I got home from work and he started to feel better so I just let him outside and I didn't see him again. Um, after a few nights, I started to feel really shitty that I let him back outside because I'm like, this kid needs help. Like, I feel so bad. So I put, like, I went on Facebook and my neighbor, and my neighbor, if you're on the neighbor app, you know what I'm talking about. Went on my Facebook group and I was like, if you've seen this cat, please let me know. I want to get him fixed up. He looks really bad. And all my neighbors like, oh my god, the cat's literally the cutest. I see him all the time. He's obsessed with my catnip. They're, like, sharing cute pictures of him and it made me so happy. And then, um... And my neighbor texted me one day and he was like, I got him. He is in my cage right now. I got him. Come pick him up. And I was like, okay. So I brought him home and I've had him here for a month. And, you know, the rest is history. He has some serious problems, which make me question outdoor cats now. The idea of having an outdoor cat is so nice. So I love the fact because cats are just so resilient and they're so great. And they do a lot better outdoors than dogs. However, cats are invasive. Um, and they are like fucking killers i've seen my cat fucking eat a fucking bird she was savage but um my cat that i have now has so many health problems that could have been fixed if he wasn't an outdoor cat he has fiv um which is um oh let me see i want to do the correct term because like it's very serious what is FIV? Like, I know what it is, but let me, let me just. Feline immunodeficiency virus. Okay, so cats who test positive for FIV are often euthanized or con considered unadoptable. In fact, cats that test positive for FIV usually live long, healthy lives. 
and do not affect other household pets. So, I mean, people will say that they're adoptable, and I went to the first vet, and they, he actually told me that they'll probably, he will probably be put down if they take him anywhere else. So, that was very hurtful. Their lifespan can be up to, like, 13 years, and I'm pretty sure my cat at home has FIV as well. Um, but he also has heartworms, which is honestly the scariest part, because he, he really could have not had heartworms if he wasn't outside. FIV is not that big deal in my eyes, but heartworms is very scary because they don't have any treatment for heartworms. And oftentimes cats do outlive the heartworms. However, when heartworms die, they leave um, damage to his lungs. And he already has asthma and he has a lot of trouble breathing. And it can cause sudden death. I don't even want to think about it, but if anyone out there is like, allowing their cats to go outside, just please get them um, the right preventatives to make sure that they're not sick. And by no means am I ever shaming anyone because my cat will probably go outside once he feels a little bit better, like on a leash and everything, because I don't, I don't really trust that bitch because he'd, be, he'd probably be killing birds out there. But um, he, he has so many health issues and is struggling so much and was like literally dying on the streets and not even realizing it just because um, he was out there and exposed to so much and it, it's scary and in North Carolina we do have a lot of mosquitoes that do carry the heartworm like trait or, or disease or whatever so sorry bonked my mic so just please be careful when you let your animals outdoors like I'm sure your cat's not gonna go around killing I mean because most domestic cats don't really do that shit because they're kind of pussies but um my outdoor cat back home, she just does whatever the fuck she wants because, like I said, she's a motherfucking savage. This cat, I don't really know because he's literally the nicest cat I've ever fucking met. And he was getting beat up a lot, which makes me believe that he was getting beat up, not beating up other cats. But I did see him on my security camera once run after a black cat. He's fully white, too. Um, but I just thought, whoever cat it was before, because he's way too friendly to be born on the streets, um... They are very irresponsible. He's not fixed either, and I don't know. I'm just so heartbroken for him because he deserves a an, a great life. And as much as he screams to be let outside 24/7, and I do feel bad about keeping him in here, and I just want him to enjoy life. I know that he fucking he's like fucking sleeping on my bed right now. Just oh my god, he whines every morning for food. Like he and just recently he stopped eating all of his food in the morning and at nighttime because. He used to immediately chow it down as soon as he got it, but now he waits a little bit. Um, he eats a little bit, and then he eats throughout the day because he knows that food's coming no matter what. And that just makes me so happy, like my baby. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to have a life with him and potentially move him to a new city. And he's going to be moved away from all he's ever known too, and that's kind of cruel. But at the same time, like I get to grow with a fucking cat. And my friend's cat is actually having kittens soon, and it'll be like a few months, but hopefully sooner or later I can get him a sibling, and hopefully, well, what's great about him is that he's an outdoor cat, so he was around trees and like plants and grass 24-7, so he never really fucks with my plants, but I think adding another cat to my dynamic, um... Might be a little scary at first, but I definitely do want to get him a friend because if I'm going to be living alone from now on, which I believe I probably will because I've had enough um, fun with roommates for a while, 
I definitely want to get him a cat friend so that he won't have to be alone in the house. Um, but yeah, so that's my little rant about cats. Please take care of your animals. Um, I don't, I don't really know much about dogs, even though I grew up with dogs because like, I don't even want to get into that conversation about like dogs, my family, shit like that, whatever. Um, but yeah, so please take care of your animals and I guess the lesson of today's fucking podcast episode is you like you're okay like you're it's okay to like move on um and I guess when you start to realize everything in your life is going down and negatively and everything is just oh god why is my stomach growling so much uh everything is just basic life is shitting on you maybe it's just time for you a change um you shouldn't have to give up anything because someone hurt you in a place. However, there's so much more out there than the small town that you live in. Um, I don't think anyone should live in the same state their whole life because fuck that, dude. Travel more. Life's short. Money comes back. Um, me saying that when I'm like sitting on a shit ton of money in my savings and not even touching it because I'm like, what if the apocalypse happens? Like, I'm gonna need money in the fucking apocalypse, bro. Like, I'm- it's- my fight or flight is not gonna kick in. I'm literally just gonna, like, fucking put my car in neutral and then run myself over. Okay. <laughs> I need to stop making those jokes because when I do, someone's like, damn, like, you really thought about this. And I'm like, I'm gonna- I'm gonna need to stop. They're gonna, like, send me to the psych ward or whatever. But yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode of 20 fucking something. I hope you guys have a great Labor Day weekend, bitches. Three-day weekend? Uh, I need someone to go out to the bar with, so if you're watching or listening to this, please hit me up. I need more friends. I might not be in Greensboro for a while, but like, what's up? And if you're in Goldsboro, my hometown, which I fucking hate, I don't hate you. You're welcome to Greensboro anytime you want to come to Greensboro. Mi casa is su casa. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, at Makita underscore. To be honest, I've been posting, like, really big shit lately, and I'm kind of loving it. Like, we're no longer taking social media seriously. Oh, follow my cat on TikTok, at Casper underscore Clyde. We are 200 followers away from hitting our creator fund, where we can be, like, an actual TikToker and make some moolah off of it. So, yeah. Okay, we're going to be holding meet and greets, like, next month, but... <laughs> Yeah, don't follow me on Twitter because I expose myself too much on there, even though I never log anymore because, like, that shit is toxic. Every once in a while, I do log in to see what kind of shit people be on, but, like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, anyways, if you're listening to this right now and you made it all the way to the end, text me. Text me and be like, Michaela, I listened to your podcast, and then give me a little fun fact about my podcast. Like, oh, like... Michaela quoted this in her podcast. You don't have to do that, but it would be nice. Um, make my day. Make my week. Six months from now, you're probably listening to this and like, mm, let me text Michaela really quick. Do it. Fucking do it. Okay. Bye, guys. Love you.